Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Music Box with Tanya Dallas Lewis, where there's love inside, bringing you the hottest gospel and Christian music, interviews that are all the way live, and the latest Christian and gospel news. So don't touch that dial. Thursday. Welcome to the Music Box on another happy and, well, at least here in the DMV, it was a chilly Thursday. Fall, or maybe you call it autumn, is in the air and the leaves are starting to turn. I'm so excited. I see pumpkins and mums everywhere and, man, <laughs> I'm just excited that you would take the time out of your busy schedule to join Tanya Dallas-Lewis right here on the Music Box. Of course, it is the place where you'll find love inside. Well, like I just said, my name is Tanya Dallas-Lewis, national recording artist, and we've got a great show in store for you today. Just want to make sure I tell you a little bit about myself. I have my first, that is my debut CD, entitled Miracles. It's now available uh, at all fine digital retailers near you, soon to be in stores. And I am actually in one store. I am in Buffalo, New York. It's a very historic uh, site, and it's called Doris Records. So honored to have my CD being sold there. And like I said, it's soon to be in store, so stay tuned. And of course, the biggest news, the biggest news is that yours truly is uh, in two categories on the second and final round for the Stella Awards, the official Stella Award ballot. It is open and available online to the general public. So I want to make sure you guys show me some love. Make sure you get online today. As a matter of fact, right now, and register to vote for your girl, Tanya Dallas-Lewis. Also, make sure you support some of our friends. That's Greater Mount Calvary Holy Church and Todd Ledbetter, Todd Delaney, C.J. Balance, um, Shaylah Watkins, uh, just a few of some of the independent artists who have made it onto the ballot which is really a big deal, y'all. So I'm just so grateful. Tickle Pink, I'm in category number 6 and 14, and that's New Artist of the Year, as well as Contemporary Female Vocalist of the Year. And that category has people in there like Yolanda Adams, yeah. Kim Burrell, uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> I am truly honored and thrilled uh, to have my name on such a prestigious ballot. As you guys know, the Stellar Award is the highest award musically that you can receive in gospel music. And for this to be my debut CD, man, I am grateful to God for his many, many wonderful blessings. Well, as I promised, great show today. I've got a wonderful, amazing trailblazer. You guys are going to meet her. I know we're going to have a lot of fun, and I want you to make sure that you tell your brother, your sister, your mama, your grandmama, and your friends that the music box is on. So I don't care if you have to Facebook it, tweet it, uh, whatever you do, make sure you let your friends and family know that we are on right now, and they can call in if they have questions uh, for our special guest at 646-652-2106. Again, that's 646-652-2106. Of course, you can log on into our chat room. We always have lots of fun in our chat room during our live radio shows, so you can log in by going to blogtalkradio forward slash the dash music dash 
box and sign in right there, okay? So we're going to play just a, 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 a very special song that's near and dear to me, and then we will get to Miss Tessa Merriam. I hope I said that right. <laughs> she is in our virtual green room, and hopefully she is enjoying, um, you know, the virtual fried chicken and the collard greens and the virtual rice and macaroni and cheese and the the uh, Kool-Aid with the ginger ale <laughs> mixed in. Hopefully she is enjoying that, and we will talk with her as soon as we handle a few messages. All right. So you guys, thank you so much for tuning in on this Thursday evening. Tomorrow is Friday. Thank God. I don't know about y'all, but I, I've been looking forward to Friday. Busy day for me tomorrow, matter of fact. Really quickly, I'll be doing a participating in Runway Moms for a Cause. It is labeled a visual fashion statement for global goodwill, and it's going to be hosted by Fox 5. Maureen Ume. Y'all know the pretty black chick that's an anchor. Y'all see her every night at 10 o'clock just about. She's going to be hosting, and uh, what has happened is uh, one of the designers, premier designers, she's international, but she's right here in the D.C. area. They looked at about 200 moms in the D.C. area, 200 influential moms, and decided to narrow it down to 20, and I was one of them, and so we will be walking the runway for a cause. I will be wearing a designer El Shandi gown, and uh, the proceeds from this will go to a Nigerian nonprofit organization called United for Kids. So make sure you guys uh, log on to www.elshandi.com forward slash charity for more information on how you can get tickets. It's tomorrow at the Nigerian Embassy at 7 p.m., and we're going to have fun. There's going to be a silent auction some amazing dresses, hair, makeup, jewelry. But what you know what? I forgot to practice my walk. Oh Lord, I, I meant to get some some model walking lessons from my sister Tiffany. <laughs> oh gosh, I gotta practice. All right, well coming up, you're listening right now to the instrumental version of Something About a Miracle, which I'll actually be singing before the first lady in a couple of weeks. That's right. First Lady Michelle Obama, I'm so grateful about that. Uh, but the song I'd like you to hear now is called uh, Over All the Earth. It's called Operation, well, it's from Operation Rising Sun, and it's basically a song where the proceeds, once you download it on iTunes, will go to the Japan survivors from that horrible uh, quake just a few months ago. It really was a few months ago, okay? Maybe to, to you a few months ago, two months ago, but you know what I mean. Uh, great song. Seattle Artists United, they got together uh, and did this, and I love this song. You guys are going to love it, too. And, again, it's called Over All the Earth. And let's go ahead and look into our music box and get that out for you guys so you guys can enjoy that. And then the next voice you will hear is my special guest. She's the founder of Urban Cusp Magazine, and she's doing so much. Her, her bio is so long, she had to send me an abbreviated version but she is a trailblazer, like I said, and you guys are going to love her. Well, here is Over All the Earth by Seattle United Artists. Make sure you go online to iTunes and download it because proceeds from this song go to the survivors of the Japan quake. All right, y'all. It's right here on the Music Box. Keep it locked.
lift up your head to the horizon. Look, it's the dawn of a new day. Yeah, I know you see pain and devastation. But God's plan for your land will not delay. Oh, He sees you. He hears you. And you are never alone. The battle is not yours. It's the Lord. And our God will never be outdone.
Have you ever wondered what gospel events were happening in your area? The presence of the Lord is here. Visit GospelHappenings.com to stay updated and connected with the latest gospel and community events. GospelHappenings.com was created to provide a resource for gospel lovers like yourself. To find out what is going on, we provide you the most up-to-date gospel events, entertainment, news, and resources. Do you have an upcoming event? Make sure you post your events on GospelHappenings.com today. And best of all, it's free. Come and experience faith-based social networking, fellowship online, and connect with other gospel lovers through GospelHappenings.com. Share photos, videos, sermons, discussions, and much more. Be sure to visit GospelHappenings.com today. That's right. Be sure to visit GospelHappenings.com. And if you have uh, a business or whatever it is you're doing and you'd like to promote it here on the Music Box, be sure to give me a call or holler at me. I'm on Twitter at Tanya D. Lewis. We will run those for you and get those uh, professionally produced and voiced over and all that good stuff. Well, happy Thursday. If you're just tuning in, you're hanging out, you're chillaxing and relaxing with your other sis, Tanya Dallas-Lewis, National Recording Artist, Stellar Awards on the Brain, y'all. I am on the campaign trail. God bless America. I feel like President Barack Obama did almost four years ago. I mean, I think Stellar Award votes. I sleep it. I mean, you name it. That is the theme in this house, and we are in desperate need of your vote. So you guys make sure, if you have not already, that you you sign in, you register, you, you hook me on up. Please, I need you guys to survive. I cannot do this without you. And every vote counts. So online voting is now open to the general public. That means you, okay? So I'm going to get in y'all nerves on this uh, broadcast because I may be the underdog in some of these categories. But uh, So we've got a fight on our hands, and it's going to take a lot of faith and a lot of fight, too. If you guys remember in the Old Testament, Joshua. He was the, uh, you know, the next person in line after Moses finally went on to be with the Lord. And, you know, God had promised Joshua and the Israelites the promised land. He promised it to them. That's why it's called the promised land. But they had to fight for it. So the Bible talks about how the kingdom suffers violence, but the violence take it by force. So we're going to take this by force, and I have some great chances, but I cannot do it without y'all, okay? So make sure. Once again, <laughs> to make sure that you register today, tonight, do it tonight, okay? Now through October the 17th, www.thestellarwards.com and show your girls some love in categories number 6 and 14, all right? Well, as I promised you, we have a great show lined up for you today. And uh, as I said, uh, Miss Tespa Merriam is in our virtual green room, and she is the founder and creator of Urban Cuff. It's an online magazine website. I am telling you all that once you all line on to urbancusp.com, that's U-R-B is in boy, A-N is in Nancy, C is in cat, U-S is in Sam, T is in Paul.com, it will be so hard for you to get off of this website. It is so informative, and it is so, oh, man, I'll let her tell you about it. Miss Tespa Merriam, are you there? I'm here. Can you hear me? I can. We can. Welcome to the Music Box. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Tanya. And, yes, you did say my name correctly. <laughs> well, I said your last name correctly, but I don't know how to say your first name. Is it? I'm going to guess. You ready? Raheel? 
very close. The eye is silent, so it's Rahel. Rahel, that is beautiful. Now, before we uh, talk about uh, who you are and what you do, because you're, like I said, you're, wow, your bio is vast. Um, I guess the easy way to sum you up is to say that you're the founder and editorial director of Urban Cuffs, which is a cutting-edge online lifestyle magazine highlighting progressive urban culture, faith, social change, and global awareness. But there's so much more to you than that. So I want to know, first and foremost, and the only reason why I kind of know how to say your last name is because it seems like it has, like, some Jewish-Ethiopian-type roots in it, especially with the Miriam. What kind of name is that? Um, so, yes, you are definitely culturally aware and progressive. It is rooted in East Africa. Um, at, at the time that I was born, I was born in what was then Ethiopia, but my actual ethnicity is Eritrean. Um, and so you're right. The Mariam aspect does mean Mary, and Tespa is as if you were to testify, testify in Mary. Wow. Wow. <laughs> I know. Wow. That's so cool. Yeah, Christians always love that. Yeah, we do. And, you know, me personally, you know, uh, we have a little bit in common, not really that much. <laughs> you guys, she is a writer, a social activist, a cultural critic, and a public theologian. So we do have the theologian part a little bit in common. But listen, y'all, she holds a B.A. in American Studies from Stanford University. I'm not done. She graduated magna cum laude in 2009 with a Master of Divinity from Yale University. Is that amazing? Man, Rahel, wow. I'm still stuck on magna cum laude. I'm still stuck there, okay? I love that. I love it, too. Well, tell us, um, before we start talking about, you know, your accomplishments, you're an obvious trailblazer. Uh, You were recently named a 2010 Practical Visionary by the Institute for the Future and a top 40 under 40, y'all, by the Invest Foundation. Tell us a little bit about what makes Rahel, Rahel. Well, first, I guess, um, you know, at least for the last nine years of my life, a deep passion and commitment to all things Christ. Um, so, wow. you know, there there isn't anything that I do that I don't somehow find deeply connected to my faith. So whether it's writing and journalism and the, you know, the power of the spoken and the written word, or whether it's a commitment to freedom and social justice, whether it's the way in which I look at culture and seek to ensure that we use knowledge for transformative purposes, there's basically nothing about me that's not rooted in a deep love of Christ. And as a result of it being a deep love of Christ, it's also a deep love for community um, and a sense of us, you know, really experiencing life in the full thing that we want us to experience it. Now, where do you think you got that from? Do you think that your cultural heritage had a lot to do with that? I actually um, ended up talking to someone about this today, saying that I think it's it's in my DNA. I guess that's one one way to put it, in the in the sense that there were things that were planted in me from a very young age that I couldn't have possibly learned. Um, so, you know, as young as third grade. I remember writing articles about juvenile delinquency um, and wow. later on, you know, heading up uh, citywide programs 
that were focused on juvenile justice reform. So I think it has a lot to do with the fact that I'm, I was born into a family of freedom fighters. You know, my brothers and sisters um, were deeply involved in the war and my country's struggle for, for freedom. So I think it's the legacy in which I come from. I, I think I come from a people who have had to fight for decades yeah. upon decades for their freedom. But there's also that, I guess, fascination that I have with the civil rights movement, um, and it's always been there as well. But then you couple that with the fact that I've traveled all over the world and have learned a lot about global liberation efforts in third world countries. So when you bring all of that together, it just it really does create this deep commitment to wanting um, freedom to be, you know, the guiding light of my life. And that shows, I mean, it is, um, wow, it's shouted almost uh, once you go online to Urban Cuts. It's all over the threads um, and the design, your passion and your love uh, for social awareness, change, global awareness, faith, culture, urban culture, all of those things. Um, I saw a quote on there from Trisha Rose Public Intellectual. Uh, she's a cultural critic that says, that says, Urban Cusp is beautiful, brilliant, and bold. And I couldn't agree with her uh, more. Now, uh, again, I was sharing earlier that you're a lifelong writer. You, in, you interned with National Geographic Society. Wow, that's a big deal. And Time Incorporated, oh, my gosh, before being appointed at the age of 23, editor-in-chief of the Washington Informer, which is an African-owned newspaper founded in 1964 in the nation's capital. Okay, is all your family like this? Do y'all all, <laughs> do all have a life so like this? <laughs> you, you know, I would really say, um, and I mean, you uh, listening to you and, and just hearing you as someone who's obviously living into their purpose. I mean, you know, and I, I could tell that you wear many hats, um, and, and so... Mm-hmm. You know, you often are always having to raise your hat because you're gifted at so many things that there are so many things you can do, you know. And, and I think you would understand, as I do, that to whom much is given, much is required. Um, mm-hmm. So I really think that's the basis of why I do so much because, you know, my, my reality was such that I came here not speaking English, you know, I – I come from a a family where many of them had to fight in the war, so there was no option for education. You know, um, the the push was towards the military and nationalism, so there was no no, um, question of where will I go for college. And so I think just the sheer fact that I was the only one in my family that grew up in the United States and and had these options, you know, before me, it just meant that I couldn't play around because – there were too many that I saw that didn't have those same options. So when I every time I succeeded, I really felt like there was a, an entire community that I was doing it on behalf of, and not simply myself. Wow, and that gives me the chills because you, man, you. I know you have made them proud above and beyond. You know, before we talk a, a, a whole lot more about Urban Cusp uh, Magazine, online magazine. I want you to kind of just give us a little brief history lesson um, about your country and the war. I don't even think, you know, like I said, I I took divinity classes. I did three years. I didn't graduate because I got married and had kids. So I just have two more electives and then I can graduate. But 
I didn't even know about uh, Eritrea and the war and all, all of that stuff. It really, not even in Bible college, but um, until I got a book, I was reading a fiction book, and it was talking about a war uh, and this country and this language and these beautiful brown people. Tell us a little bit about the history. What, what is what, what war? Well, you know, I think Ethiopia often um, is is kind of hailed and praised for being the only African nation to never be colonized, um, and that is a very very significant history, and it's a history that all Ethiopians should be proud of. And I think after you know centuries of colonization, um, Eritrea had been colonized by Italy, by Britain, and, and you see that influence in the country in terms of the infrastructure, in terms of the language, the the food. I mean, tea is drunk. Um, they drink tea every morning as if this was, you know, English culture, <laughs> but it's, right. it's the remnants of colonization. So long story short, you know, it comes to the point where a people basically says no more. And um, I, I think they wanted autonomy, and even though Ethiopia was their brother country, their brethren, they, they weren't willing to, to be colonized anymore. Um, and it was a very, very tense era because the two countries are very similar, the cultures are very similar, the language is very similar, the history is very similar, but I think it was that desire to maintain self-determination. So it ended up being a 30-year war from 1961 to 1991. And, and beyond that war, there were there were periods in which war would resurface at the borders over, you know, the lines of demarcation. So both countries have suffered tremendously. You know, there have been rumors of ethnic cleansing and, and people who were raised in one country or the other having to be pushed out um, because of the war. So it's, it's created a very, very difficult social, economic, political climate to the to the point that you have people of um, Eritrean and Ethiopian descent kind of scattered throughout countries through the world, which is very unfortunate. Um, but I think it's affecting families to this day. Wow. Well, you are, man, you are like a walking testifying <laughs> <I.e. laughs> uh, right. billboard. And I, I love, like I said, I don't mean it from my heart. When I went on to UrbanCuffs.com, my brother-in-law told me about it. He found you on Twitter. Shout out to Marvin and Sarita Burton, who are listening, I'm sure, out there in radio air land, air, airwaves land, if that's what you want to call it. Um, but when he when he sent me your information, I went to the site. I just was blown away. Um so you've you've done so much for other publications and community organizations. What made you decide that you had to do something like Urban Cuff? This is the question that I love. This is the thing that I start glowing when I start talking about um, because you know I, I often joke and I say that Urban Cuff is my baby. That it was the first time <laughs> that I ever gave birth to anything. Um, but I would say that I was at this transitional point in my life in which I was really trying to figure out what the next step was. I was at a crossroads, and I had been struggling for a long time with the with the question of whether or not I would get a Ph.D. Um, I am an intellectual. I'm very analytical, and that just seemed the natural way to go. Um, I'd also been thinking about a nonprofit. I thought about founding a, a think tank. So there were a lot of things just kind of brewing 
and it was a time of immense um, solitude with God where I really, really did seek God and every day was trying to get closer to something. And I knew I was searching, but I didn't quite know what I was searching for. And Urban Cuss evolved, you know, it was that progression from thinking about the doctoral program and thinking that how was I going to merge my long history with media, with youth activism, with scholarship? How was I going to bring all these things together in a way that made me feel like I didn't have to leave anything behind? And one critical thing that did happen was at one point I did pray for a global ministry. And wow. I had never in my life prayed that prayer, but I do believe that Urban Cuss was the answer to that prayer, um, that what God planted was a ministry that would be global in nature and would allow me to combine everything I had ever done in my life before. If if you're just tuning in, you're chilling out with Tanya Dallas-Lewis, a national recording artist right here on the Music Box, and our special guest is a trailblazer, y'all. That's the only word I can think of that could encompass all of the things this woman really is. Her name is Rahel Tespamerium, and she is the founder and editorial director of Urban Cusp. I want you to make sure you go to that website right now. Support this lady, y'all. It's a cutting-edge online lifestyle magazine highlighting progressive urban culture, faith, social change, and global awareness. And just so I can give you all a little taste, because I know some of you are driving in the car and listening in, shout out to my homegirl, my other sister, Trudy Copeland, who is listening in. Uh, one of the headlines or articles uh, that you can find on uh, Urban Cusp is Tyler Perry versus Spike Lee, Black Identity Claims in Film. Uh, another article they have on there is Chuck D of Public Enemy, an Urban Cuff special interview. Okay, and, you, and just when you thought that the diaspora of different things that could be on this website was covered, you listen to this, a reflection, a rant on Troy Davis and post-racialism. I'm telling you, you guys, whatever you know, suits your fancy. Uh, it is on this website from music to faith to social change to global awareness uh, to urban culture uh, to politics. It's all there. Wow. I just, for help, <laughs> it's, you, you created a masterpiece. Tell me um, a little bit about uh, what you want people to know they'll find when they go to Urban Cusp online and how they can support your efforts. Well, first of all, I want to take you on the road with me because if I ever have to speak anywhere, you need to be the one that's introducing me. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, yes, you're absolutely right in that Urban Cusp does offer many things to many people. Now, one thing that I've had to learn in this process is that I can't be all things to all people. So it has to be authentic and true to who I am. And I think it is. I mean, I think the beauty of it is I see myself every time I look at it, all the things that I'm passionate about. You know, there are articles about designers. Um, you know, there there are women on there who launched their own model agencies. There are people who started their own T-shirt companies. Um, coming up, I'll be featuring one of my favorite bands that's led by a female lead singer, you know. So the beauty of it all is if there's a box, that someone is trying to put us in, the next thing that we'll upload will break us out of that box. <laughs> there is no box that you can put us in. And I would say that a great way to support us is to read the articles 
and engage in dialogue, comment, because the, the writers really have a passion for the things that they're writing about, and they want to hear from the readers. So we love comments. We also love you all sharing the material. I've always said that is word-of-mouth media. We're not corporate-driven. Mm, like you know, there, there, there is no corporate engine that's making this possible. This really is the result of people volunteering their and their services for the betterment of community. So that's why we call it a movement that we can't simply sit around and critique the media, but we can offer a solution and a new form of media that says whatever is missing, we're going to offer it in this space. So join our fan page. Um, we're on Facebook at facebook.com slash urbancusp. We're on Twitter, twitter.com slash urbancusp. And that's, that's a lot more than just increasing followers but it's ensuring that you all are a part of the ongoing work we plan to do. And I love that. I, you guys, she gave you the information, Twitter folks especially, at Urban Cusp. Please make sure you all follow her. You know, I wanna, we're going to take a quick break, but when we come back, I, I just have one other question for you, and I'll give you a second to think about uh, the answer, and then we'll let you go. We do appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule. We are rooting for you. And actually, Music Box listeners, someone else that you'll find on the site, Boone, is me, <laughs> Tanya Dallas-Lewis. <laughs> I submitted to the site, um, and just will be honored to see, you know, my face and, you know, the little, uh, you know, editorial or whatever they're going to do on me. I'm so excited. This website is a class. It is top notch. I'm telling you all, when you go, please don't expect to find like some, you know, piece of, um, you know, web page design that someone put together, you know, in their bathroom. This is amazingly well done. A class. Matter of fact, can we support you financially as well? Do you all have a donate now button on the site? <laughs> You know what's so what's so funny about this is is because I struggle with this question. You know, I never I never uploaded that, but at this point, so many people are asking that I will be doing it. We have a launch party coming up. The launch party will also uh, slightly serve as a fundraiser, and um, we do also plan to just at least give our followers and supporters the option of supporting it. I mean, if we are going to remain independent um, and not corporate-driven, the only way we're going to do that is with your help. So I, I thank you for the, for asking that question, and that will be coming very soon. Great. All right, and then the question I want to ask you, and then we'll give you maybe like 12 seconds before we come back to you, has to do, and I think your perspective um, will be really cool, it has to do with race and the Bible and theology. And I know that's um, probably right up your alley, especially with you being a public theologian and having your Master's of Divinity from Yale. Woo-hoo! All right, sorry. Um, <laughs> I want to know what you think about um, the American or the European Jesus. I often struggle um, because I grew up in an all-white area, and so um, I – grew up wanting to be white and you know as far as I knew most of the people if not all of them in the Bible were white until I vocally said this to my dad who was a pastor you know he told me about the black Hebrews the Ethiopians the Queen of Sheba all that stuff oh god it made such a difference in my life but here's my question for you do you think it is a mistake uh, for black children to embrace or um, I don't know what the right word is here I guess let me ask you like this, because I'm such a complex person. Let me keep it simple. My children are black. I let them know that Jesus wasn't white. 
what do you think about that? And I think, especially now with me going um, or with, with white churches who, are, you know, they are going to, you know, give out these paperwork and cartoons and all this stuff with a white Jesus in there. Is that a big deal? I had a white friend of mine say, it doesn't matter what color Jesus was, yet the video that they show in class, you know, in Sunday school class, it's still a white Jesus. Is that a big deal? Am I am I less of a Christian if I'm concerned about something like that? So we're going to give you a chance to think about that, and maybe you can um, uh, restate my question better than I can. <laughs> but do you okay. get what I'm trying to say, Rahel? Do you get what I'm trying I to do. say? I do. Okay, yeah. awesome. All right, well, you're tuning into the music box with your other sister, Tanya Dallas Lewis. Make sure you tell your friends, tell your sisters, tell your grandmammy, tell Medea that Tanya Dallas Lewis is on the air. If you all have questions, uh, for Rahel or comments or you visit her site, the one, her website and want to tell her, her how amazing her online lifestyle magazine is, feel free to call at 646-652-2106. We'll be right back after a few short messages. And now, back to the music box with your other sister, Tanya Dallas-Lewis. And, of course, I didn't mean to play <laughs> I didn't mean to play that. Oh, that was funny. You have to have a sense of humor when you're in media. Don't you agree, Rahel? Oh, believe me, I understand. Oh, yes. That was funny. We'll be right back right after this. I was in the fast lane, looking up and looking right, searching everywhere but on the inside of me, yeah. I can feel me breaking down, I can feel me breaking down, breaking down And if I pick my head up, vision's so much better Drop those burdens, now we go to stay on Pick your head up, you can see much better Drop those burdens, now come on and stand up Believe something, we can do it Believe something, we can do it Dream something, we can do it Speak something, we can do it
and he can do all things because, man, God said that with man things are impossible, but with him all things are possible. You are chillaxing and relaxing on this happy and kind of chilly Thursday evening right here on the Music Box, broadcasting live from our virtual studios in the DMV. Of course, I'm talking about D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. How about your girl? Make sure that you log in and into our chat room. Hello to Kevin James of CJV Radio. To all our guests in the chat room, thank you so much. I really, really appreciate you all taking the time out of your busy schedule to listen to the show. Uh, we have so much support for the show, and it's because of great and amazing people like you. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Make sure you follow me on Twitter at Tanya D. Lewis, and of course, you know I'm going to talk about the Stellar Awards, <laughs> thestellarawards.com. Make sure you voted for your other sis. Yes, we're talking about me. In categories number 6 and 14, online voting is now open to the general public through October the 17th, so I need you guys. I need you, okay? I need you all. Please do not, do not, do not underestimate your vote. Well, of course, we have just a few minutes left with our special guest. She is a trailblazer in her own right. Uh, I urge you all, I implore you all to make sure you go to urbancusp.com and check out her online lifestyle magazine. Uh, you're going to get stuck there. I am telling you, it's going to be hard for you <laughs> to to navigate and go anywhere else once you go to this site. Uh, but we're talking with her right now, and I just asked her a question about race and religion, really, and when it comes to children and the white Jesus versus what Jesus really looked like. Rahel, you still with us? Yes, I'm here. All right, and I know I've kept you over your time, so I do apologize, but I did want to get this one last question in to you, being a public theologian and all. <laughs> uh, enlighten us on your point of view. You know, are people like me a little misguided? Am I overdoing it? Am I overzealous? Am I uh, misfocused? Maybe I don't love Jesus enough. Tell me, what, what, what do you think? Well, when I first heard your question, the first thing that instantly came to my mind was the word idolatry. And the thing about idolatry is that we we oftentimes think of it as something material in our lives that we have set up as a false god. But we rarely take that next step and think about which ways we the ways in which we have conformed God into our own image so that we then have a god that's more accessible to us and more to our liking. So idolatry in the sense that I think we want to see ourselves in God and therefore will make God white. If we're white, make God black. If we're black, make God gay. If we're gay, make wow. God poor and urban, if that's what we are. So I think we all engage in that form of idolatry where we impose ourselves on God. And I think, wow. I think what we all need to do is really strip away all of these identity markers that are human that we're trying to attribute to Christ and really say, how do I establish a relationship that is not built on God looking and sounding and acting just like me? And I think that cuts across race lines because black folks do that too. It's not just white (laughs) folks. I think white folks have had greater power in doing it. 
because they've been able to disseminate that image and that message throughout the centuries over and over again. They've had the power and the resources to do it, but we do it in our own circles. So my my challenge to all of us would be to really remove all of the class lines, the sexual orientation, to remove, um, you know, the gender, the every bias that we have and say, how is God speaking to me through other people? How is God communicating to me? Where do I hear God's voice? And ultimately, for me, it always comes down to the story of Elijah and that gentle whisper, that soft, still yeah. voice, that God doesn't come in, in these visible manifest, manifestations that we're always looking for, but God is that constant, peaceful presence within us. So that's what I would urge you to encourage your daughter to find. Tell your daughter to find that peace that only God can offer because that's where the God is, not in a white Jesus or a black Jesus, but the peace that she'll one day find and say, wait, this is a peace that surpasses all understanding. This isn't natural. This here, this must be God. Okay, and out of the chat room, we have two comments for you. Uh, one is via text, and the other one is chat room. Uh, chat room, Susie Q just wants to let you know that she's on your site. She loves Urban Cuffs. The other one is a text, and it's a good friend of mine, sister, actually, feels like a sister to me. She wants to know, um, her comment is that, that God is a spirit, but Jesus was a man. Uh, that, that, so she's, she's, she's asking you in, in that vein, is that, would that still be your answer? It would Your still be my answer. The, the reason it would still be my answer is because I'm going to love Christ, whether Christ is red, blue, yellow, orange, UFO. I, I, I personally don't care. Like, the love I have for Christ transcends race for me. And so what I'm saying is that the love that we, ha we all have for Christ should transcend who we are. Um, I don't really care if Jesus was black, had coarse hair, silky hair. None of that really matters. Jesus has already done enough for me and loved me and been with me through so much that if Jesus was a tangible man standing right in front of me, Jesus would be my best friend, be it white or black or whatever it would be. Now, I understand the need to answer this question, but I guess my point would be that we we'll spend the rest of our living days answering a question that will ultimately serve us no purpose. So if we're if we're looking to the Bible, the Bible was written by a men by a group of men who came from a particular culture at a particular moment. They wrote it through their lens. You know, so what are we going to turn to next? Science? I mean, this is a question that I think we could spend all of eternity trying to answer. Maybe I'll get that answer in the next life. Maybe I'll encounter Christ and, and say, oh, okay, you're black. Or, you know, okay, you're white. <laughs> but at this point, in this realm, I'm not going to find that answer. And that answer honestly doesn't mean much to me. I have a hard enough time just trying to make sure I'm in, I'm, you know, I'm in right standing with Christ. You know, just wake up every day and say, hey, we good? We good? Everything all right? Okay, keep it moving. You know, I, Christ's race and Christ's identity as the man that walked this earth, and the last point that, that I'll make on this, which is important mm -hmm. to me, is that it's not as much about what Christ looked like, but who Christ was and what Christ stood for. And what became very evident to me when I was in divinity school, and this is where liberation theology comes in. And if you're not familiar with it, Google it. But 
the idea of Christian theology, and people have, you know, debated this for centuries, is that Christ was a person who came on the side of the poor and the oppressed. So I personally believe Christ's race didn't matter as much as the fact that he came as a carpenter, Jewish, which meant that he was oppressed, um, and that he came from uh, under Roman Empire's rule. So therefore, what matters most to me and what resonates most is that he was poor, he was oppressed, and he was marginalized. So if we really want to get into the identity of Christ, that's the part that I focus on. You know, I, I really, you know, the, the the race marker doesn't matter as much as the fact that, that I relate to Christ because Christ came marginalized and oppressed. Wow. Okay. And that's what we wanted. We wanted to hear your take on it. So thank you for your transparency and your and being so candid. Thank you so much for that. And I just want to let you know I will continue to root and support you and tell everybody about your online lifestyle magazine, Urban Cuffs, and keep doing what you're doing, girl. Well, I thank you so much for having me. This has been a wonderful um, dialogue. I really appreciate your your energy and your spirit. Um, we can't wait to feature you. That'll be coming up very soon, and we're excited about, um, you know, seeing what happens with the Stellar Awards. We're rooting for you as well. <laughs> Thank you. Well, Rahel, I look forward to getting to know you better, and uh, I hope you have a great weekend, dear. Thank you so much, and just wanted to um, thank all of the listeners who took the time to listen tonight. No problem. Well, it's the music box, and if you just tuning in, man, did you miss an amazing interview with a trailblazer of a woman. I want to make sure that you guys follow her at Urban Cuss. That's what her address is on Twitter, as well as, of course, visit her online lifestyle magazine at urbancuss.com. It's the music box, and it's another Thursday evening right here with your sis. I cannot believe that Autumn is here so quickly. I'm just so... Um, Elated that Christmas is coming. It's my favorite time of year. We've got more great music and some uh, interesting announcements coming up. So don't you all go anywhere. Uh, all my love to my husband. Yes, he's tuning in. Isn't he sweet? <laughs> oh, gosh. It takes a lifetime to become one, y'all. So, man, I love him. But he drives me crazy. He does. And I know I drive him crazy, too. But I love him. All right, y'all, we'll be right back after this message. You guys keep it locked to the music box with your other sis, Tanya Dallas Lewis. Did you remember to vote for Tanya Dallas Lewis? <laughs> Hello, the music box family. You guys know I'm crazy, and I am crazy about you all, and I need you in the second and final official ballot for the Stellar Awards, so make sure that you all vote for me today if you haven't already at thestellarawards.com. I'm in categories number six, new artist of the year, and number 14, contemporary female vocalist of the year. And y'all, I'm so thrilled and so grateful to God for his kindness and his mercy, but you know what? I'm also grateful for you because I could not do this journey the same without you. So Music Box, I love y'all, and I know y'all love me too, so make sure you show it at thestellarwards.com by voting for your girl in categories number 6 and 14. All right, well, uh, I guess I'll uh, see y'all at the Stellars. <laughs> it's the Music Box, the place where you'll always find lots of love inside. Love y'all. 
love y'all indeed, and y'all know I'm crazy. And speaking of Remember the Time, I love that video. Speaking of Ethiopian, of which descent our our uh, previous guest was, that video, of course, has, um, and of course now, uh, Iman, the model. Oh, she looks great. Eddie Murphy, remember? Remember the time when we fell in love to you. I love that song. I can listen to that Michael Jackson song over and over again. Of course, prayers to him and his family as they are in court, as you all know. It's on the headlines of most news programs in the papers. Uh, as they go to this trial to find this doctor guilty, um, I guess really for, you know, medicinal malpractice, malpractice, if you would. So, uh, prayers to the Jackson family. So sad that he's gone. Oh, gosh, am I sad that Michael Jackson is gone. Speaking of music, I'm about to play my new single. It's called Hold On, written by D.C.'s own multi-stellar award winner, Isaiah D. Thomas. Uh, I think you guys will like it. And I will be singing this song as well for First Lady Michelle Obama uh, while she's in the room. So I hope she likes it, and I hope you guys like it too. It's called Hold On. And, uh, man, those of you who are going through, hang on in there. Do not give up. Just like a season. Your season will change. It will not be this way always. And you know what? Sometimes things get worse before they get better. So don't you give up. Because Jesus said in John, in the book of John, he said, uh, fear not. Let not your heart be troubled, okay? You trust in God, but you believe in God. You rely on God. Well, he's asking you to also to rely and believe and trust in him. So y'all make sure you hold on. Here's Hold On by none other than Tiny Dallas Lewis, and you can get this by downloading it on Amazon.com, iTunes. Matter of fact, just buy the whole CD, all right? <laughs> Here's Hold On. Enjoy. Hold on. We 
appreciative that you guys would tune in and hang out with your sister right here on the Music Box. I'm so elated because tomorrow is the big day. It's Runway Moms for a Cause, and I am excited about my designer gown. Yes, I'm going to be walking the runway, and all of the proceeds, uh, well, actually a portion of the proceeds, will go to Nigerian nonprofit organization United for Kids. So the Runway Moms for a Cause is going down in D.C. at the Nigerian, Nigerian, I don't know why I keep saying it like it's French, Nigerian, the Nigerian Embassy right in Washington, D.C. at 7 p.m. So I still have a complimentary ticket, so y'all, you know, hit me up if you're interested in coming and seeing a, a spectacular display of some amazing designer gowns on 20 very influential moms right here in the D.C. area. This event is hosted by Fox 5, Maureen Ume. You guys usually see her at 10 o'clock, you know, on the 10 o'clock news for Fox 5. Beautiful black woman. She's actually Ume. I think that is Nigerian, actually. Yeah, you learn something every day. I I think it is. So, you know, I'm going to be excited to see her, and I'm going to see if I can get some airtime, you know. And, of course, I'm going to be like, StellaAwards.com, the Stella com. <laughs> oh, I'm crazy. But y'all knew that already. Make sure, again, uh, we need you, we need you, we need you, we need you for the Stellar Awards, uh, the vote. Uh, again, I'm in two categories, number six, New Artist of the Year, and number 14, which is Contemporary Female Vocalist of the Year. So I've got some great chances in New Artist of the Year, I think. Uh, Contemporary Female Vocalist of the Year, I'm in there with some heavy hitters like Yolanda Adams and Kim Burrell, and the list goes on and on. So your vote is critical, folks. Please do not underestimate the power of your vote. And once you vote, make sure you go out and find five other people to vote, okay? My goal is 10,000 votes, and tomorrow I will be on the campaign, campaign trail, really, for the whole weekend out campaigning and trying to get votes because we can so do this. I want to send out big shout-outs to the TDL engine. All of you all have played such an instrumental role in me keeping chug-a-lug-a-lugging, okay? Y'all keep me going. So thank you to Trudy, to Dale, to Tonya, to Decora, to Julian, to Tisha, to Tawana, to Nicole, to oh, Eric, to Isaac. I'm trying to make sure I get everybody. Who did I forget? Um, Marvin, of course, Sarita, all of you guys, I love you. Tawana, I just want to thank all of you all for all of the love, sacrifice, and dedication. Of course, Miss Susan Rand, who is also known as Susie Q, who is inside our chat room. Just want to thank you guys. I also want to send a shout-out to Marketing Ministry and Wanda Adams for her sacrifice. Uh, lots of hugs and kisses to my godmother, Bonnie McDaniel, for her love and support, also the April Payne. Does it sound like I'm giving an acceptance speech or an award speech here? <laughs> oh, I'm so crazy. Well, we hope you enjoyed uh, today's uh, The Music Box. It was a little twist because today our guest wasn't musical, but certainly uh, she uh, encompassed the diaspora 
or the diaspora, depending on how you want to say it, uh, of all things urban culture. So really, you guys, if you're just tuning in, you missed a great interview with Rahel Tespamerium. She's the founder and editor of Urban Cusp Magazine, an online uh, lifestyle magazine highlighting progressive urban culture, faith, social change, and global awareness. Okay? So TGIF tomorrow is Friday. Uh, that stands for Thank God I'm Forgiven. It's, yeah, okay, for you it might be Thank God It's Friday. But tomorrow is Friday. I know y'all are excited about that. I am too. I think it's going to be a chilly weekend, matter of fact. Two more announcements, and then, of course, we'll leave out with some amazing music. But I just want to support my friend Harold Peebles. He is the writer of Intimate With You. That's track number seven on my CD. But he's also uh, launching his church opening this weekend, coming. Oh, no, 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 no. It's next weekend. I'm, my bad. It's next weekend. So he's having a throwback concert. It'll be at Faith Temple. That's located at 8618 Phoenix Drive in Manassas, Virginia. Make sure you guys come out on Saturday, October 8th at 5 p.m. at Faith Temple in Manassas for this throwback concert. It's a fundraiser concert, and it's going to be the weekend of his church's launch. So an amazing anointed musician and preacher. You guys, make sure you show him some love and come out to that. I also want to highlight my frat brother. That's right. Hey, buddy. Elliot Forrest, he is on a mission to help raise money for Diabetes Action Research and Education Foundation team. So make sure you support him uh, as he runs to conquer diabetes, okay? Go to www.diabetesaction.org, and he is uh, running a lot. Matter of fact, his Facebook update has uh, this information. It says, week 19, total of 23.1 miles. He ran 20 miles after church and just finished, um, well, at the time, it was 25 minutes ago. This was this past Sunday. Um, wow. Ran 20 in three hours and 53 minutes. That's amazing. 20 miles. Ouch. Ouch. You know, the funny thing is I love to run. I feel like I'm flying when I run. Of course, my husband's probably snickering because he's probably saying, when was the last time you ran anywhere? <laughs> I love to run. I really do. It's, it's just it's so freeing to me. I really do. I love to run. Okay, anyway, make sure you also support my dear friend, Mr. Henry Harris. He has the uh, ECMA Awards Gala Celebration coming up on October 29th at 6 p.m. at Greater Mount Calvary Holy Church. That's located at 610 Rhode Island Avenue. I still have two free tickets, so make sure you guys uh, support him. And hit me up, text me, or hit me up in the chat room or on Facebook. I will give you these tickets, but only if you promise to use them. It's going to be an amazing awards gala with some amazing artists, national and local artists, uh, as well as awards, obviously. So uh, find out more about that at smpecma.com. Also, I always want to do shout-outs to all the radio stations for, who love and support the TDL Music Ministry. And, of course, that's WLOU, WUFO, WHUR. So many of you I can't name, Internet Radio, you guys are just the kings of support. And that includes CJB Radio, Yes Lord Radio, Rejoice America Radio. Uh, the list goes on. Tequila Praise Network. I could just keep on going with all of the Internet Radio stations and how amazing they have been uh, with the love and how they show their love for independent artists. So thank you guys for doing what you do. Well, it was another uh, Music Box uh, Thursday, and uh, September is over officially basically tomorrow. And September was Gospel Heritage Music Month. Uh-huh. 
Make sure you catch out, check out my girlfriend, my homegirl, my fellow artist, Keisha Rainey. She will be featured on Bobby Jones this Sunday at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Make sure you check your local BET listings. I am so happy for her. I really am. We're going to leave out today with a good friend of mine, Bishop Samuel Johnson and the Power of God. I love this song. He's another independent artist doing his thing. I shared the stage with him uh, back in April. We shared the stage with uh, Yolanda Adams and Dinah McClurkin and Kirk Franklin and Darlene McCoy and, and is, uh, uh, okay, all those people. We had an amazing time. Support him. Download his single on iTunes today. And last but not least, if you did not hear these three words today, or this week, hear them from your other sis, Tanya Dallas Lewis. I love you, but God loves you more. Here we go with Bishop Daniel Johnson and the power of God. I hope you guys have an amazing weekend. And you know what? I look forward to seeing you guys next weekend. I'll be with uh, Monte Stallone and Tim Bowman Jr. He is the nephew of none other than Grammy Award, actually Grammy nominee, Dickie Winans. This is her nephew. And he will be on the Music Box next Thursday at 8.30 p.m. with Monte Stallone at 8 p.m. All right, I love y'all. See you next Thursday on the Music Box.
holy ghost fire burning in my soul oh i can feel the holy ghost fire burning in my soul nobody can stop this fire nobody can stop this fire nobody can Let it fall. 